Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth, and it's Friday, so it's Fearless Friday right? Fearless Friday. And we're going to talk about a fearless topic. I almost this morning chose to talk about breastfeeding, but I kind of shied away because I didn't want to scare some of you. (laughs) But I almost, because it's trending, right? And I'm probably going to talk about it next week, how some mothers are cutting their baby's tongues in an effort to relieve breastfeeding pain. And I'm like, seriously? Like, they didn't do that to me, and I didn't do that. So these new mothers today, I don't know, they're, they want everything kind of pat. But I chose instead to talk about equity in energy. Well, it's Friday, so we want to kind of do a roundup of all the week's activities. We had quite a bit to talk about this week. We talked about the commutation of sentences yesterday. Uh, we talked about uh, failing up on the work for white guys. You know how that is. And so on. But today, today we're going to talk about equity and energy and why that happens. And it kind of is going to skew. You're going to see the correlation in just a bit on how it skews from our conversation yesterday when we talked about uh, the state of Oklahoma commuting the sentences of low-level offenders, like people who uh, have, uh, you know, First-time, you know, drug offenses like marijuana possession, not the people who cook mess, but like the people who have marijuana possessions and those who perhaps were first-time offenders. It didn't include murder, and it didn't include assault, because some of those things require that people spend a, a little bit more time in understanding the ramifications of their actions. It's the best and most polite way to put that. As for me, I'm just a member of the public. I'm like, if you kill somebody, you need to be out of here. <laughs> just me, right? So we talked about that and how difficult, we focused on how difficult it is for people who having spent some time in the system to now come forward, right? And you get out and you can't get a job, you can't work, you can't uh, rent a, a, an apartment, you can't get certain types of loans, Incredible. So if, if you made a mistake and you perhaps were caught with, with drugs, right, and you made a mistake and, and suddenly you've spent five years in jail and now you are 30 for something you did when you were 25, right, and now it's like you're the 30-year-old mature person is paying for the stupidity of the 25-year-old person, Right. And now you're paying for it and you've lost your grip on life because you can't get a good job. You can't get a job. You can't get a good job. You can't rent anything. Can't buy a car. Can't buy a little, can't, can't buy all of that. So they're looking at how much is it costing? What is the cost to our society ultimately? What is the cost to our society? And when you look at these, we, we, we refer to these as the social determinants of health. And whether we like it or not, we do have a role to play in the progress of our society. I know a lot of people, especially some people like to think that that's their problem, 
that's somebody else's problem. It's not my problem. But that's not how it really works in real time. Social scientists will tell you that ultimately we all pay for it one way or another. So as we continue to mass incarcerate larger numbers of people for low-level offenses, things that maybe rehabilitation would work better for, some sort of community accountability options, if, as we continue to just lock people up, lock people up, lock people up seems to be the mantra, then what we're doing is you're making people helpless. And at first it seemed to, to, to pillify and vilify mostly people of color, but then guess what? A lot of white people are getting caught up in it too. Well, that caught the attention of people, of policymakers, because now they realize that some of these are good people who just made a mistake. So you have a wayward teenager who, have you ever met them? I met one once. He was privileged. He grew up privileged. He was white and privileged. He grew up privileged. He probably just had too much weed, and he went to jail. And he became a hardened criminal because by the time he came out of jail, he didn't want, he was so angry and so messed up. And I remember telling him that your anger is misplaced. Your anger should be directed at yourself. Because they did tell you what the consequences of using and walking around with marijuana is. You just chose to ignore it. And you didn't want to hear it. I said, sometime in the future, when you have your own come to Jesus moment, then you will realize. But for right now, once he got out of jail, I said, you're even lucky to be out. Some people are spending a lifetime in jail. And you're getting out. You got out in five years. And he was like, well, what are my options? I said, well, we need to talk about that. But do you see what I'm saying? So it depends. So now that we recognize that, there are other things that that impact our way of life, right? So now you're looking at energy, the delivery of energy. What is energy? How does that play into it? And what you're seeing now is that you're saying to yourself, you realize there's no equity in energy. Equity means is it available across the board and what? Are, what is the government doing to make sure most of the population has access to the resources of the country? That's an important part of population planning, right? That's an important part of ensuring that most of what makes America successful is that one of the things that makes America uh, a, a good place, the best place to live, is why? Because we try to, America does, make sure most of the resources of the country is available to everyone, right, who lives within its borders. That's why people are fighting to come here, right? It's not, well, you have to have this much money or you have to be born to this class or you have to be born to this group of people. It's made available. So now the government is looking at across the country with energy needs changing, is energy really available? And who has a stake in it? Every one of us right? All of us, the citizens and so on. So the Department of Energy is taking strides and going across the country and listening to people and seeing what kind of resources are there that maybe the public doesn't know about. Maybe we need to let everyone know that there are some things that can happen. So I went to a forum on this and I became quite intrigued myself. And I took some notes. I really did take some notes, yeah. I took some notes, and uh, all of my note-taking, I'm going to, because you, you don't believe me when I said I took some notes. Yeah, I did. I wrote some notes down, <laughs> right? Because I was listening, see? 
I did write some notes down. And the thing is, I usually take my iPad and, you know, take notes. I didn't think this, I was just going there to hear what they had to say. I didn't think I would be taking notes. But after a while, it became necessary for me to, you know, to realize that I probably need to take this back to my audience. So let me see what somebody's saying right now. You want to watch me get off? Uh, no, thank you. Please don't do that on this timeline. You do know that the feds come on my timeline, right? Okay. Please don't do that on this timeline. Thank you. And for the other people who are there as well, and my children are probably watching. But thank you anyway. So when we talk about equity in energy, um, there are some things that I wanted to focus on. So I showed you my notes, but I did take notes when I went to this forum. And there are some things that uh, come out of it. So if you were to ask me, what does the government believe that equity in energy is all about? And uh, this is the U.S. Department of Energy's website, right? So you can go to it for yourself. Uh, Oh, God, Billy Joel will have a concert in Comerica Park next summer. Do you know Uptown Girl is going to be there. Anyway, so Equity in Energy is an initiative designed to include and expand the participation of individuals in underserved communities, which includes minorities, Native Americans, women, veterans, and formerly incarcerated persons. So it's an initiative designed to include and expand the participation of individuals in underserved communities. Uh if what it is doing, it is trying to make sure that America's energy remain independent, right? And here's the thing. You want to talk about access? In underserved communities, there's a shortfall in awareness of the opportunities and how to fully participate. And I know most of you are like, really? Well, here's some things that I wanted to bring out of this. Because when we talk about equity in energy, especially for underserved communities who include minorities, veterans, women, uh, and so on, and marginalized communities, communities that often uh, do, are not at the top of the urban planning priority list, they're not at the state planning priority list, you have to think about, is energy available? What are the opportunities? One of the things I want to focus on is this. I want to focus on workforce development and entrepreneurship. The government has resources available. The problem is that people don't know that and they don't have access. You would be surprised how many people do not know, especially in rural areas and in in communities where you have to pay, having the Internet is a premium because of the cost. The cost of having it is prohibitive, right? Because... Comcast and AT&T do not, and Verizon and so on, do not deliver Internet service for free. They're not in the business of subsidizing any of us wanting to have access to the Internet. What they are in the business of is making money. Okay? And so what happens is they, they have, what they have done is they make sure that having access to the internet, you find that people in minority communities don't have. I think, is it at and I think Comcast has a program for $10 per month internet if you are on uh, 
SNAP, and if you're on TANF, T-A-N-F, Temporary Assistance to Needy Families, then they'll give you limited access to the Internet, give families limited access to the Internet. But how many people know that? Does Comcast advertise that? No, because you know what they want? They want you to go sign up for Internet at $200 per month. They don't want you to know that if you meet a certain income guideline that you can have access to it. Do you see where I'm coming from? Equity in energy. Similarly, one of the things that I discovered was that uh, the cost for delivering water to a vast majority of the urban population of the country was severely prohibited, which means that water boards all over the country were busy turning water off to people who could barely pay their bills. So my question was, well, why is water affordability an issue? Why, why is water expensive? And, of course, the usual answers are labor, right? It's expensive labor. And I'm looking at them like uh, chemicals to treat the water and energy that pumps the water. So I'm like, so you can't, how many people are using water? You still can't deliver water at a rate that is equitable for everyone? Do you see what I'm talking about? Who are the people making these decisions? So they're not looking at marginalized communities. They're looking at their big fat paychecks that they get as a bureaucrat every two weeks or on the 15th or the 31st. And they're looking at that and sucks to be anybody else who is not part of their, who doesn't conform to that. So marginalized communities continue to be marginalized, even as the society is fast-paced and we live in a postmodern world where everything is so fast. Think about it. We are in a postmodern world because you don't need TV to deliver your news. It comes to you through an app on your phone anytime, wherever. You don't need to tune into 98.7 FM to hear me because (laughs) you can hear me on demand, right? You can just go to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or you can go to, uh, to, to, to Spotify and you can hear me on demand. Such is the nature of the world that we live in. So cable TV is not an option. Right now I have it running in the background, probably on a local channel, right? Just to provide some support, right? And what do you have going on? Nothing, right? What, what you have going on? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.